0: Welcome to another edition of the Supercoach HQ podcast, I'm Shorty and I'm joined by Sean today, how are you going mate?
1: Yeah, g'day mate, I'm very well thanks, in a bit of a pickle though, got a very interesting dilemma on our hands this week.
0: Yeah, you and me both mate, it's getting to the nitty gritty end of uh, the Supercoach season, whether it be league or overall, it's getting to the real intense part and we'll we'll jump straight into the dilemma and I guess it's a matter of Gary Abbott, do you get him in, how do you get him in, is he a must? I mean, what are you doing, mate? I, I myself have been a little back and forth, but I think you've even more so been back and forth on the option. Walk us through your thought process there.
1: Yeah, it's at a tough stage for me. Um few suspensions and injuries through the midfield. I, I mean, I really want to get him in, as we talked about in the table podcast earlier in the week. But if I bring him in this week, it means that Jack Steele is going to be on the field, whereas conversely, I could use the money to bring in. Two um, premiums who have fallen a little bit, such as Tom Rockliffe and Steel Sidebottom. So do I risk it all for Gary Ablett, or I'm not too sure whether to go for the two smaller premiums and hope that they can cancel out his score, but then again, you've got to have gas, don't you?
0: What are your thoughts there? Well, that's, that's the question, isn't it? Do you have to have gas? I mean, <clears throat> in the table podcast, I said you must have him, and then... You know, you brought to light the Rockcliffe thing that I I didn't overlook but maybe didn't give enough thought. And I'm back and forth now. I mean, I think Rockcliffe you can bank on for a 110 but for the remainder of the season average. But Ablett could he average 125 for the rest of the season and just be this, you know, the lock we know he could be. So I think the mantra you've sort of got to go by is if he's going to really break your bank and throw out your structures completely then maybe you got to pass up on him. So especially at this end of the season when trades are you know golden as ever. But if you can maybe spare that extra 200K, then I think you might jump on him. I myself might wait to the teams where the cracker gets named and then make the decision from there. But there's a couple other decisions we got to make. I mean, Shane, where Edwards is out, I know you brought him to the table not long ago, mate. I think he might be back in three to four potentially. And um, Salwood, of course, copping a week suspension. What do you do with those guys? Uh, Yeah, it's tough,
1: isn't it? Edwards looks like he could be out for a month or so, so I'd be trading him if you've got him, especially on the field. Uh, Joel Salwood, I've got him, unfortunately, (laughs) with his his glorious 96 average he's been giving me. Uh, But I'm going to be holding him. Hopefully, after he comes back, he will have only played one week in the last month. Maybe that gives him a chance to freshen up. And finish the season well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's a bit of bit of other carnage, maybe on a smaller scale. I mean, Dylan Shields out. Get rid of him. He's long term. Alice Yolman. If you still have him, some do. Um, he's obviously out, so probably time to to cut him and Clancy Pierce as well. Um, being dropped, so. Definitely the end is pretty close for Clancy there and probably the end for your team as well, I would think.
1: And Jamie Elliott too, who hasn't been scoring well at all. It gives you a good opportunity to cut
0: him now that he's outside. Yeah, definitely. And, um, look, there is a bit of joy, I suppose. Hugh Goddard is in. Marich is back. Docherty is in. Um, there's a couple others that escaped me, but nothing nothing major, but a couple of helpful wins there. Um How many trades do you have left at the moment, mate? Because we're getting to that stage where, as I said, they're pretty golden and we're discussing off air how important they are. And you really, if you're serious about it and serious about moving up quite a few spots, you really got to know what your next six trades are at this point because things are pretty mapped out. You pretty much know who's on, what their price will be around and who's going to drop. That could be the difference between you moving up quite a bit or if you're not planned ahead, you're going to find yourself in trouble. So do you have any thoughts on that one, mate? I like to
1: keep my cards close to my chest, as you know, but I'll probably be using two trades this week, which will leave me with six. Um, my general rule of thumb is to leave four for the finals, so leaving myself not too much room to move there. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'll be down to five after this week, mate, and I'm, I'm going for glory, you know, I'm going all out. I, I can see myself having... One or two trades within the next three weeks, and uh, hopefully, having a bit of genuine good cover on the bench to afford me that luxury of you know subbing in a really good player. But a a couple of thoughts Um, downgrade targets and stuff, you really got to think about the money digit, not just their break even. Now, I think if you've got a guy who's at 300k but still has a nice break even, as opposed to a guy at 250 who's peaked. Well, you just got to cut your losses and go the three hundred guy now, even if he has a bit more money to make, because realistically, we may only have, and most teams probably have two or three downgrades to come. So, as opposed to, in say round six, when you're going to cull all your um rookies, there's only a few that will. So you really got to have an eye to getting as much cash revenue out of the guys you have, regardless of their break even that we always you know live and die by. Um, So, look, I think that's definitely worth noting. Um, Definitely hold Salwood as well, I feel. He's only out for one week. But otherwise, I think that's about all we need to cover there, mates. I mean, they're the main points and a few philosophical points on the whole broader scheme. Um, You had a look at the captains this week. Who's um, jumping out at you there?
1: Yeah, as always, look over the best captain choices for the round And last week... I went pretty well. I had two scores in the forty, in the one forty. Sorry, again, Todd Goldstein. Oh, 40, <laughs> Todd Goldstein's probably my number one this week. He plays the Bombers, and Max Scorn got one hundred and fifty against the Bombers last week, and Goldie should do likewise. Otherwise, Gary Ablett's a good choice. I reckon Nat Fluff will bounce back, and Scott Penderbury loves playing the Eagles. So plenty of good options there for yeah. captaincy this week.
0: Yeah, very good options there, mate, as always. And, of course, Goldstein tonight. you definitely got to jump on him for the vice-captain just to have a bit of a roll of the dice there. And I think uh, definitely could be in for some big scores if previous form is anything to go by. So good luck for this weekend, mate. Thanks for the chat. It's getting to the pointy end of the season. So you live and die by the trades now, that's for sure. So good luck with it. Thanks, mate. All the best for this week. Cheers, mate, and um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Be sure to jump onto the website and check out all the content there and give the Facebook page a bit of a like and check out the scores and everything we've got happening there. And, of course, the Table Podcast always comes to you each week, early in the week. Of course, Adam joining us there as well. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.